0: Hey, welcome in to episode number nine of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Good to have you tuned in. The Jaguars, one step closer to that playoff game at Kansas City. Weather's supposed to be cold. We'll take a look at the weather for Kansas City for this uh, Saturday afternoon's game. Jaguars at the Kansas City Chiefs this Saturday, January the 21st at 4.30 p.m. That's Saturday, this Saturday January the twenty first of twenty twenty-three at four thirty p.m. At latest report the Kansas City Chiefs about an eight and a half point favorite. Other games. Uh Dallas playing at let's see, Dallas playing at San Francisco. San Francisco about a three and a half point favorite. Last time we checked the lines a few hours ago. That's on Sunday. Uh, January the twenty second of twenty twenty three, San Francisco. A lot of people feel they're going to win this game and cover the three and a half point spread against Dallas, but we'll see. As far as what I like, as far as games go, I'm pulling for the Jaguars. I don't really have a, you know, I don't really have a prediction in this one. I, I'm just going to be glued to the screen and. You know, watching the Jaguars competing at the Kansas City Chiefs. You got to remember our Jacksonville Jaguars have won six games in a row now. They're getting used to winning. They got a quarterback improving. They got some weapons out there. And we'll talk, you know, we're going to talk more about the game, obviously. Want to talk about elegant time travel and Dark Diamond Entertainment. You're actually your source for going to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Tony Baselli got in in 2022, and now the general public, if you'd like to go up to the Hall of Fame, see Tony Baselli's bust, see the old uniforms, take a tour of the Pro Football Hall of Fame Museum, contact D.D. McDermott, and he's right here in Jacksonville. He's got a 904 phone number. Um, by all means, give D.D. McDermott a call. And I give you his phone number. If you have questions or concerns or you'd like to go ahead and book your trip, don't miss out on it. Let's, um, let's now talk about how to go to the hall of fame trip. There's only like, there's only like 200 spaces available. Contact DD. He can give you the up to the minute availability. Of course, if you'd like to go to the pro football hall of fame, June the 8th through June the 12th. It's four days, three nights, June the 8th through June the 12th of 2023. That is literally in just a few months or a few weeks from now, depending on how you look at the calendar. Contact Dee Dee McDermott. Here is his phone number for going to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. The Pro Football Hall of Fame trip to Canton, Ohio, is coming up. For more details, please contact Dee Dee McDermott. At 904-442-3810, that's 904-442-3810, you will be absolutely glad you did. Contact Didi McDermott, 904-442-3810, he's right here in Jacksonville. He'll answer your questions, any concerns you may have, or if you want to go ahead and book the trip, he can take care of that for you too. Contact Didi McDermott, 904 904- 4 3810. 904 442 You just want to talk sports, call DD2 and he can talk to you about the trip and, and more stuff. The Jaguars still in the playoffs. I'm sure DD has a, an opinion on that. The Jaguars playing at the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs, an eight and a half point favorite. Uh, this Saturday afternoon, January the 21st. Let me repeat that. This Saturday, January the 21st of 2023, kickoff at 4.30 p.m. in Kansas City. And we are expecting the weather to be cold up in Kansas City, by the way, right? That's exactly right. Arrowhead Stadium. I remember when that stadium was built. I was actually rooting for the Kansas City Chiefs to beat the Minnesota Vikings back around 1970. And they did. Uh, a bunch of Jan Stenner rode field goals. Otis Taylor caught a little short pass down the sidelines, ran it all the way in for a touchdown in Minnesota, beat uh, Joe Cap. Was Joe Cap playing quarterback for the Vikings that year around 1970? He had been a CFL quarterback prior to joining the Vikings, and Minnesota came up short. Minnesota's never won the Super Bowl. They're a little bit like Buffalo. They've been there, I think, at least three times. Buffalo's been there four times. But Minnesota has never won a Super Bowl. Kansas City now has won, what, two? Uh, They won one with uh, Patrick Mahomes a couple years back. Um, They also won a Super Bowl with the late Lynn Dawson back around 1970. I watched that one. That was the first Super Bowl game I ever watched and that was before Arrowhead Stadium. They, like, Kansas City won the Super Bowl in about 1970. That was the first Super Bowl I ever watched when they beat Minnesota. I think the final score was what? 23-7, to 7, I believe. I will have to look the score up. But I'm pretty sure it was something like Kansas City 23, the Vikings 7. Jan Stinnerud, I think, kicked at least three field goals. Otis Taylor had the big touchdown down the sidelines and he was urged on by the late coach hank stram now who passed away a few years ago hank stram said we're going to matriculate the ball down the field and kansas city won that super bowl back in 1970 a little sports history for you so the jaguars go into kansas city and arrowhead stadium an eight and a half point underdog you're listening to the teal shirt report podcast great to have you listening in we're also brought to you by saucerility and Capital for your absolute real estate needs. Content Larry Saucer, Saucer Realty and Capital here in North Florida, whether it's home, residential, business or commercial real estate. Remember Larry Saucer, not only is Larry's company, really an expert at handling your real estate needs for North Florida, whether it's Jacksonville, Gainesville, Live Oak, Lake City, and all areas in between. Larry's sanctioned to do real estate deals in basically all of those areas in North Florida and even a little bit south of that North Florida line as well. Larry has done land appraisals. That's one of his, that's one of really his fortes or areas of expertise doing land appraisals. And that's part of the real estate game. You want to get the land appraised, right? Especially if you're selling it. Perhaps if you're buying it also. So with real estate, it's buying and selling. The guy to contact is Larry Saucer at Saucer Realty and Capital. You can find the link to Saucer Realty and Capital by going to our website at BigJReport.com. BigJReport.com. Scroll all the way down to where we have the 24-7 North Florida weather report set up at BigJReport.com bigjreport.com just scroll the home page and you'll be there i also want to tell you about lakeupalahits.com great internet radio where it's all good they have rock saturdays and that's going to be great to listen to uh, during the nfl playoff games right playoffs rock saturdays lakeupalahits.com great internet radio where it's all good they have recognizable hits Monday through Friday, from early in the morning to late in the afternoon. And then Hits 2000s, Monday through uh, Friday nights. And don't forget, Late at Night, they've got uh, deep tracks, album cuts, um, unique songs, Late at Night, hits.com, Great internet radio, where it's all good. And don't you dare forget, and sometimes I forget, but don't you forget, and I'm Max. Max, I'm gonna I'm gonna attempt to call you. We'll attempt to do an interview. Um, the next show, next Wednesday night. The Wednesday night coming up. The Mad Max dot com. Great show. Great show. Mad Max dot com. It is the Internet Radio. Wednesday night. The the Internet Radio. It's a great show. If you miss it, you're gonna say, "Oh, I missed." Oh, it's a great show. Max will play your request. Uh, he also gives a little tidbit of information. He has a story for almost every song he plays. He will play the Allman Brothers, Land section, uh, Leonard Skinner, Gary Wright, Joe Jackson, to name a few, Led Zeppelin. Uh, whatever you like, you know, he'll go deep and play the request for you, too. 38 Special, uh, Steely Dan. Lots and lots of great groups. Lots and lots of great songs with the Mad Max Mix each Wednesday night. MadMaxMix.weebly.com. Go to our website at BigJReport.com. Scroll our Neighbors 2 page. You'll find the easy-to-click-on link for the MadMaxMix.weebly.com. Or go to the Outside the Box section on our website as well at BigJReport.com. It is the Internet Radio. Wednesday night, music request show with Mad Max, and he plays his special mix of music, the Mad Max madmaxmix.weebly.com. And you are listening to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Good to have you tuned in. Checking the NFL games coming up. Dallas at San Francisco. I don't really have a big opinion on this game. San Francisco has a good roster. Dallas has had a good team most of the year. Dallas is 13-5. San Fran is 14-4. Uh, right now the 49ers at home are a three and a half point favorite. Our source kind of has a good feeling that San Francisco will win and should cover in this game on the road. Where do they play Santa Clara, right? San Francisco. Um, so San Francisco is a three and a half point favorite. The Dallas at San Francisco game is going to be played, uh, Sunday night. Actually, it's a game Let's see. It is actually uh, Sunday night, January the 22nd of 2023 at 6.30 p.m. Eastern time. So it'll be the last game of the weekend. Dallas at San Francisco, 6.30 p.m. at San Francisco. 6.30 kickoff this uh, Sunday night, January the 22nd of 2023. Giants at Philadelphia. The New York Giants, 10-7-1. Playing at the Philadelphia Eagles, 14-3. Philadelphia is a pretty sizable favorite in this one. They're about a a 7.5 point favorite. Strange things and I'll repeat that strange things sometimes happen when these two teams get together. The New York Giants and the Philadelphia Eagles. Now these teams know each other quite a bit because they play twice during the regular season. I don't have an opinion on this game. I think Philadelphia should win. They've had the better season. It appears they have the better talent. Don't count Daniel Jones out. Even though the Giants have not re-signed him to a, a new contract, and he's kind of playing out his his rookie deal with the Giants. Do not count Daniel Jones out. But you have to you have to like Philadelphia. Philadelphia, again, a seven and a half point favorite in Philadelphia. And let's see, this game is actually going to be the Saturday, the Saturday primetime game, this Saturday night. It'll be the game after The Jaguars at Kansas City Chiefs game. The Jaguars at Kansas City Chiefs game will be at 430. The New York Giants game at the Philadelphia Eagles uh, will be the Saturday night primetime game. This Saturday night, January the 21st of 2023 at 815 p.m. for the kickoff. The Jaguars at Kansas City Chiefs earlier in the day. The Kansas City Chiefs an eight-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. This Saturday, January the 21st at 4.30 p.m. That's this Saturday, January the 21st of 2023. Kickoff, Jaguars at Kansas City will be at 4.30 p.m. Now, the game I might have the most opinion on, and I do have a lot of opinions on the Jaguars at Kansas City, and we're going to talk about that. But real quickly, the Bengals at the Buffalo Bills, this was a game that sadly had to be postponed or basically it was canceled the game when DeMar Hamlin had the cardiac event or heart attack if you will down on the field and thank thank goodness he's he's uh, showing some some rapid improvement he's no longer in uh, critical condition you know he's been upgraded he's he's improving gradually and getting better and it looks like he's gonna survive this event and how you know how will his recovery be how much will he recover he looks like he's making great strides demar hamlin the buffalo Bills safety i tell you what the demar hamlin factor and you never want to see anybody get ill or have a heart attack or anything of that nature but the outpouring from the fans all over the country probably all over the world the Demar Hamlin factor. do not discredit that in this game because I think Buffalo, um, I think Buffalo will be playing this game with an extra gear, you know, I, I really I think they're gonna have a little extra voltage in this game because of DeMar Hamlin. I really do. Um, also, Cincinnati's got some trouble on their side of the ball on offense. I, as I understand it from sources, experts out there, Cincinnati's got two or three offensive linemen that are banged up. Two or three guys on the offensive line may not be able to go to protect Joe Burrow. Cincinnati, Bengals at the Buffalo Bills. Last time I checked the line, Buffalo was a five-point favorite. We can update these lines uh, here a little later in the podcast, but uh, Buffalo is a five-point favorite You know, over the Bengals. The Bengals are 13-4. and four. Buffalo is 14-3. and three. I honestly like the Buffalo Bills at this moment to cover that five point spread and win the game, cover the spread. My source is telling me that the Bills should win this game by nine or 10 points. Uh, the over under is going to be 50.5 or 50 and a half points. My source says play the under in this particular game. So it's a little bit of advice from our show, the Teal Shirt Report podcast. To you, Kansas City Arrowhead Stadium. We were talking about Arrowhead Stadium a few minutes ago. Arrowhead Stadium, home of the Kansas City Chiefs, stadium was built. It's kind of interesting. The stadium was built right about the time, or right after the Kansas City Chiefs won their Super Bowl over Minnesota in 1970. Said this, the stadium actually opened in 1972. It's a loud place, and it's located. Arrowhead Stadium is an American football stadium in Kansas City, Missouri. It primarily serves as the home venue of the Kansas City Chiefs of the National Football League. So what we're going to do, we're going to continue this podcast today. We are recording this podcast on Friday, January the 20th. We'll continue to update this podcast today and get this podcast out there to you. This is episode show number nine, episode show number nine, season number four of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. As we continue on our podcast today, we're we're going to talk about the kind of the, what would you say, the keys to victory for the Jaguars? We're going to talk about that because let's face it, the Jaguars are an eight and a half point favorite. At home, Kansas City is an eight and a half point favorite. The weather The weather could be a factor in Kansas City's uh, favorite home. The Jaguars played them. Um, You know, it's been, how long has it been? It's been a couple of months ago. The Jaguars played the Chiefs a couple of months ago. So the Jaguars know the Chiefs. The Jaguars missed a couple of field goals in that game. There were some opportunities missed. The Chiefs won the first meeting, Kansas City Chiefs 27 The Jaguars 17, I think, it was back in uh, week number 10 of the NFL regular season. We're going to talk about the weather. We're going to get an update on the weather, how the weather's going to be in Kansas City. We've been hearing reports the last couple of days that it's going to be cold, maybe some snow. So we'll take a look at the weather in Kansas City. Um, we'll We'll continue to talk about the four playoff games this weekend. We'll take a look at North Florida Entertainment. The Jacksonville Icemen still sitting at 22-12 uh, and 12 with uh, one overtime loss. They're playing the South Carolina Stingrays at home tonight in Jacksonville. That's right. The Jacksonville Icemen will host the uh, South Carolina Stingrays tonight, opening face-off 7 o'clock between the Jacksonville Icemen and the South Carolina Stingrays as the Icemen. We'll host the Stingrays, the Iceman, According to my personal calculations, I believe they've won like 13 out of their last 16 games. We'll talk more NFL football, talk more about the Jaguars, North Florida Entertainment, and we'll talk about these playoff games. There's four playoff games, two on Saturday, two on Sunday. We'll talk about it right here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. And again, thank you for listening. We got more coming up. Okay, switching it up a moment, uh, still episode show number nine, number nine, number nine as the the Beatles once said. Um, We're going to backtrack to episode, mention episode eight, I mentioned Don Gaffney was the guy I thought of that wore number eight. Yeah, he's probably the, the first guy that wore number eight that I can remember. But I was reminded by my executive producer. We were trying to we were trying to test him to make sure he was on his toes. And he was because he messaged me. He said, What about Mark Brunel? Now the quarterback coach for the Detroit Lions. He's done a master did a masterful job in the quarterback room, being the quarterback coach for the Detroit Lions this year. And of course, he is in the pride of the Jaguars. So we gotta mention number eight mark burnell i was remiss in mentioning mark in episode eight i do apologize but he's obviously the biggest number eight in jacksonville jaguars history heck is his name's in the stadium at tia bank field mark won some playoff games with the jaguars uh big victories at buffalo big victories at denver Uh, Mark played in a couple of AFC championship games uh, for the Jaguars. The Jaguars even won something back in the late 1990s called the AFC Central Division Championship. When there was a central, now, several years later, the Jacksonville Jaguars are in the AFC South Division with the Indianapolis Colts. The Tennessee Titans, who the Jaguars beat twice this year, thank goodness. And the Houston Texans, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the current reigning champions of the AFC South Division. Wanted to tell you, well, the the Iceman, as we're talking to you now, moving into Saturday morning, uh, January the 21st, the Iceman got beat last night, oh, at the Arena, 6-3 by the Stingrays. They got outshot by, I think, two or three shots and lost the game. Tough loss, 6-3. to three. The Icemen have still won 13 out of their last 17 games. And they're going to be making, you know, they've been making some moves, and um, they're going to be doing well down the playoff stretch or running toward the playoffs in the East Coast Hockey League. The Jacksonville Icemen uh, now are 22, 22 wins, 13 losses, and one. Overtime loss. We we're going to go back and talk about the uh, 2021 Jacksonville Jaguars draft. You know that the first pick was an easy pick for balky but Urban Meyer was, in my mind, in charge at that time. Urban Meyer had been given the coaching reins. Owner Shad Khan certainly, like a lot of other people, enamored with urban Meyer. So I think at that time, and I talked about this at nauseam on the Teal Shirt Report podcast at that time, before even urban was hired, uh, my first choice back then was coach Jim Harbaugh. Um, Jim Harbaugh at that juncture decided to stay in Michigan. I don't think he was ever offered the Jaguars job or anything like that. Um, Sean kind of wanted urban Meyer and urban was hired and i'm sure when the talks were going on it was probably Shad Khan saying now who do you want to be your gm who can you work with and it was decided and agreed upon that trent balky I, I think who was kind of the temporary or at that time the acting gm was basically made the permanent gm however when you take when you take a look at the draft picks, and these guys have been good. They're early draft picks. Trevor Lawrence is now developing into his second year. These are second year players. Um, 2021 draft was interesting. Shotgun was there, Urban Meyer was there, Trent Baalke was there. Um, my for my money, Urban Meyer made the first at least two or three picks of this draft. And, you know, obviously there were scouts. Trent Baunke uh, officially the GM, but this was a GM that, you know, Urban could work with, Trent Baunke, who's now working with Coach Doug Peterson. Um, you know, you go, you go back to that uh, draft, and uh, let's uh, pull up the draft choices. Let's see if I can even find a list of the draft picks. I know that, you know, obviously, probably every GM picks Trevor Lawrence with the number one overall pick as a generational quarterback. At least I think we can all agree upon this at least 31 out of the 32 GMs would have picked Trevor Lawrence, but probably all 32 um, to be quite frank about it. Um, The Jacksonville Jaguars, you know, they picked Trevor Lawrence number one overall. Let me pull up the picks. I wanted to go over this because I truly believe, and I think there's other people that believe that are kind of on the inside, and I do have connection sources that are really on the inside or close to being on the inside. Trevor Lawrence out of Clemson quarterback was drafted in 2021, number one overall after the Jaguars put together Worst record in the NFL in 2020. Uh, the Jets ended up, I think, winning a game they shouldn't have won, but won. And all of a sudden, the Jaguars are in the catbird seat. They're able to draft Trevor Lawrence number one. I am sure that Trent Baalke and Urban Meyer both agreed on that pick. Heck, uh, Urban Meyer went to watch Trevor Lawrence work out at the combine, right? So that was a no-brainer. Trevor Lawrence. Uh, picked with the first selection overall, Trevor Lawrence, quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars, played his college ball at Clemson. And as it's been pointed out, as it has been pointed out, Trevor has never lost on a Saturday, whether it's high school, college or now the NFL. But he's got a tough game at Kansas City at the Kansas City Chiefs and Arrowhead today. Got a lot of people tuning into the Chill Shirt Report podcast. Um, our executive producer JC is a Buffalo Bills fan. His brother, Jared, is a New York Giants fan. All these teams are in the playoffs, the Giants, the Bills, our Jaguars. Uh, I know JC, I know he's pulling for our team today at Kansas City. I know he's pulling for for Buffalo uh, at home. As Buffalo plays, uh, Buffalo plays Cincinnati this Sunday, January 22nd at 2023 of the year, 2023 3 o'clock p.m. The Jags game that we talk about here on the Teal Shirt Report podcast, the Jaguars at the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, today, Saturday, January the 21st, 4.30 kickoff time this afternoon. Uh, today, this Saturday, January, the January the 21st of 2023. Arrowhead is going to be rocking, going to be loud. I know Buffalo is going to be loud as they host Cincinnati uh, tomorrow on Sunday, January the 22nd of 2023 at 3 o'clock p.m. Dallas plays at San Francisco Sunday night, January the 22nd. San Fran's three a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Let's see. After the Jaguars game today, there will be a primetime game on Saturday night. The New York Giants uh, – our executive our executive producer JC's brother Jarrett's New York Giants play at the Philadelphia Eagles Philadelphia 14 and three the Giants 10 seven and one crazy things have happened when these two teams get together now it's now it's a playoff game this will be the third time they met this season uh Philadelphia the latest report is a seven and a half point favorite over under about 48 point uh, 48 and a half points I should say on the over under so some crazy things happen over the years when Philadelphia plays the Giants. It's at Philadelphia. Philadelphia got the bye, and they've got home field advantage. Philadelphia, the Philadelphia Eagles 14-3. and New York Giants 10-7-1. Uh, that game is being played. That is a Saturday night game tonight on January the 21st. Saturday night, January the 21st of 2023 at 8.15 p.m. The New York Giants in Philadelphia, Um, our executive producer, J.C.'s brother, um, Jared, is a New York Giants fan. And Jared's son, J.C.'s nephew, Zach, is a New York Giants fan. So I got all that in. Going back to the draft of 2021, I mean, Trevor Lawrence was a no-brainer with the first pick overall. Then you, you dip down to the 25th overall selection this is a pick from the los angeles rams this was in you know the uh the trade what about three or four years ago when uh, when we know number 20 jalen ramsey stole three game checks and kind of forced his way out of jacksonville dave conwell got got actually two first round picks what did he get two first round picks and a third i believe Two first first-round picks and a third-rounder. He actually, Codwell did okay on the trade. The Jaguar and, and Codwell, you know, Dave Codwell was the GM back then. Of course, Trent Baalke was a GM during this draft. I think Urban Meyer had the power, though, you know, to override most anything. It kind of worked in reverse. The coach had a little bit more power than the GM back then. Um, at that juncture when, when Urban Meyer was first taking over with the Jaguars as their new coach. He had been anointed the new coach and hired as a new coach by Jaguars owner uh, Sean Kahn. Travis Etienne was drafted by the Jaguars 25th overall. This was still round one, pick 25. This was a pick that the Jaguars got from the Los Angeles Rams in the Jalen Ramsey trade, and they got Travis Etienne running back out of Clemson. And I will contend that Trevor Lawrence – I will contend that Trevor Lawrence obviously is an Urban Meyer pick as well as a Trambonky pick, and every other GM in the league would have picked Trevor Lawrence most likely. 31 out of 32 GMs would have picked Trevor Lawrence at least, at the least, at the minimum. And we mentioned the 25th overall selection, running back Travis Etienne paying dividends now for the Jaguars. You got He made the big fourth down run. In the playoff game, fourth down and one, and he took it. You know, he took it on a nice long run. Got the Jags in field goal range, and the Jaguars beat the Chargers, thirty-one to thirty, last week. Travis Etienne, running back out of Clemson, was drafted twenty-fifth overall. I, my contention is, no doubt, that was an Urban Meyer pick. Thirty-third selection overall. I have no doubt. Tyson Campbell, cornerback out of Georgia who most of the experts that are saying how well, hey, Tyson Campbell's playing good, most of those experts back then said the Jaguars are 5, 10, 15, 20 picks early on the Tyson Campbell pick. He was an Urban Meyer pick. I think Urban highly recruited Tyson Campbell when he was at Ohio State and Tyson elected to go to Georgia, had a very good career at Georgia as a Georgia Bulldogs cornerback out of Georgia. But Urban said, you know, I always wanted Tyson Campbell. He's a good player. I want the guy. And Urban says, I can turn the card in right now in the NFL draft at the top of the second round. It was pick number one, top of the second round, 33rd pick overall. And the Jaguars picked Tyson Campbell, cornerback out of Georgia. Then with the 45th overall selection. This was in a trade from Minnesota, apparently, of uh, Walker Little, offensive tackle at Stanford, who had had some injury issues for a year or so at Stanford. I don't even—I don't even think Walker Little played his last year at Stanford. But he was drafted, and I think this was another Urban Meyer pick, the 45th overall selection, round two, pick 13 of round two. The selection the Jaguars got in the deal with Minnesota. Walker Little, offensive tackle out of Stanford. Now, those first four guys, Trevor Lawrence, running back Travis Etienne, quarterback Trevor Lawrence, running back Travis Etienne, quarterback Tyson Campbell, offensive tackle Walker Little, who's now filling in for Cam Robinson and filling in very admirably. And he looked very good in the playoff game. and he's you know Walker's been playing what the last two or three games now now that cam Robinson is, you know is out for the year. So Cam Robinson, you know, was out for the year with uh, uh, with his injury, and now Walker Little's playing. Uh, the other draft picks, um, and I, I i'm I'm contending that these first four guys, the Jaguars have done well, Trevor Lawrence. Travis Etienne, Tyson Campbell, Walker Little, all contributing. Now I think that might have been at the point in the draft when, you know, Urban said, you know, I made we made four picks. I'm gonna turn it over to you now, Trent. I, I contend Trent uh, Balky made the Andre Cisco pick, safety out of Syracuse, with a 65th overall selection, and he's contributing. You know, he's starting. He's contributing uh the, the 106th overall selection round 4 and the Jags had a lot of early round picks in 2021 overall selection uh jay Tefeli, i believe he's gone i don't even believe, he's not even on the roster anymore i'm going to say that was not an urban pick defensive tackle out of usc uh, we can look we can look jay tavelly up right now but i believe he was he was actually cut loose. He had injury problems last year. And, um, you know, he was a guy the Jaguars were kind of counting on. Um, Jay Tovelli out of USC. Jay Tavelli is an American uh, nose tackle for the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. So he found his way to um, Cincinnati. Jalen. Is that his nickname? His middle name, P? J.P. He's Is an American football nose tackle for the Cincinnati Bengals. And, uh, yeah, he went to USC. That's the right guy. So, J. Tofelli found his way to Cincinnati after the Jags kind of cut him loose. Uh, pass rusher Jordan Smith was picked later in the draft at a UAB. He's injured. He's still, you know, he's on IR with the Jaguars. I had some... You know, I had really high hopes for Jordan Smith, but he's he's had injury issues. Uh, Luke Farrell tight end out of Ohio State. I believe Urban Meyer came back in the room because uh, this guy played for him. Luke Farrell played for him at Ohio State. I think Urban said, you know, I think we need to grab this guy. He used to play for me. And, and Luke Farrell's caught a pass now and then. Um, Luke Farrell is an American football tight end. He's still with the Jacksonville Jaguars on their roster, catches an occasional pass, but he's not, you know, he's not one of the, you know, he's obviously not one of the top two tight ends. The top two tight ends, as we know, are tight end Evan Ingram and uh, the other tight end, the blocking tight end for the Jaguars, you know, is the other guy. And um, I'm going to say that Luke Farrell is probably the fourth tight end on the team because you – we got the blocking, he got the blocking tight end. His name escapes me at the moment. Um, but he does a good job uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So the Jacksonville Jaguars have, uh, you know, some decent tight ends, especially you've seen Evan Ingram. who Some people say he's a big wide receiver playing tight end. Um, again, Evan Ingram is, of course, the starting tight end for the Jaguars. You know, they do have... Um, take a look. I can pull up the uh, depth chart. And the guy doesn't catch many passes, but he's more of a blocking uh, tight end for the Jaguars. Evan Ingram's your top tight end. You got Chris hurts the blocking tight end. Dan Arnold is going to be kind of Evan Ingram's backup, but they all get on the field. Dan Arnold, Chris hurts Uh, Evan Ingram, and Luke Farrell's kind of the fourth tight end on the roster. Whether he's on the team next year, hard to say. Evan Ingram is in a one-year contract with the Jacksonville Jaguars, and there's no doubt the Jacksonville Jaguars would like to re-sign Evan Ingram. But Luke Farrell is still on the roster. He's probably the fourth overall tight end, the 145th overall selection. Uh, Round five, he was... um, Pick one of round five, Luke Farrell tight end out of Ohio State. I believe Urban got on the phone and said, hey, we got to have this guy. Urban was still in the room at that that juncture. Um, Then there's a couple other picks that really didn't amount to anything at that juncture. Jaguars, uh, by some of the the rating services, obviously Trevor Lawrence ranked really high, A-plus for Travis Etienne. Uh, c uh, Tyson Campbell at the time was the grade was by some people a C plus, but he's playing a lot of football starting for the Jaguars. Walker little is now playing for the injured cam Robinson. It was a good draft. It was a very, very good draft. When you consider that Trevor Lawrence is playing, uh, Travis Etienne the running back is playing, uh, Tyson Campbell, the cornerback out of Georgia is playing Walker little, the offensive tackle now filling in for Kent, the injured Cam Robinson at left tackle. Andre Sisco, safety out of Syracuse, is playing and starting. So these are the top draft guys. Jordan Smith, though, the edge out of UAB, is not playing. Tefeli did not work out. He got injured last year, I think, during pregame warm-ups in one of the games, and now he's on the Cincinnati Bengals roster. Uh, the Jaguars, I think, outright released him or cut him, I believe. They didn't – or they just – you know they didn't they didn't keep him on the 53 man luke barrel still on the roster catches an occasional pass tight end out of ohio state uh Jalen camp wide receiver i think he's been long gone he was what a six-round pick i believe um and uh, i don't think Jalen campbell did not stick around with the jaguars however Jalen camp is an American football wide receiver for the Houston Texans in the national football league. He played his college football at Georgia tech. So all these guys, most of all these guys are either with the Jaguars or one or two of them are on other rosters. The 2021 draft was a very good draft. And I'm going to say at this juncture, I'm going to say at this juncture that I think you got to give urban Meyer some credit because I think urban Meyer Shows a lot of these guys especially the first three or four picks i think it was urban meyer i think you've got to give urban meyer his credit for this part of the Jaguars' success which is going on now now obviously coach doug peterson came in the team seems to be much more comfortable with, with doug peterson than they were with urban meyer and the proof is on the wall the proof the proof is is in the wins and losses. The Jaguars regular season record nine and eight. And they won a playoff game over the Chargers. They're now ten and eight playing at Kansas City. Going to be at a loud arrowhead stadium today. But I did want to go over the 2021 draft as much as I could. We may do that again because it's it was a fun draft. And I think after the draft was done, especially with a guy like Tyson Campbell, people said, I don't know about this draft. This draft has turned out to be pretty good. At least I'm going to say at least the first four guys. And even a couple of guys that didn't pan out with the Jaguars ended up on other NFL rosters. Even Luke Farrell still managed to keep his 53 man roster spot with the Jaguars. Hats off to Urban Meyer. I mean, the guy's been kicked around. You know, he's had a lot of difficult times, and some of it certainly is his fault. The national media was certainly against Urban Meyer, when he took the Jags' job, they were all saying, hey, uh, when he gets fired, who are the Jags going to hire? Now, Urban really didn't have a shot from the start, but I wanted to give Urban Meyer his due because I think the draft, the 2021 draft, was pretty good. So I think you've got to somehow, some way, make Urban part of this success. Doug Peterson, is Coach Doug Peterson has obviously taking it to a higher level there's no doubt about that you're listening to the teal shirt report podcast iceman got outskated by the south carolina stingrays last night 6 to 3 on friday night january the 20th the iceman Jacksonville iceman are now they are now absolutely still having a good year they're uh, 22 wins 13 losses and one overtime loss and they're in the southern division uh, fifth place, I believe they're in fifth place in the Southern Division of the East Coast Hockey League. I can double-check that for a moment. So let's take a look at the standings real quick in the East Coast Hockey League, where the Icemen are. They got a winning record. There's a lot of good teams in the Southern Division. You know, there's like four divisions in the East Coast Hockey League. There's well over 20 teams. When I get an opportunity, I'm going to count how many teams there are, but I know there's over 20. Uh, the Icemen are actually the Icemen are actually in a tie in fourth place with the Greenville Swamp Rabbits. The Jacksonville Icemen have 45 total points in the standings in the East Coast Hockey League Southern Division. Uh, let's see Florida, the Everblades. I mean, they are they are a longtime franchise in this league, the East Coast Hockey League. Florida Everblades with 49 total points in the standings. They're 22 and 8. 22 wins, 8 losses, and 3 overtime three overtime losses for the Florida Everblades. They're 22 and 8 essentially. 22 wins, 8 losses, 3 overtime losses. They got 49 points atop the standings in the Southern Division of the East Coast Hockey League.
1: Uh,
0: South Carolina, South Carolina Stingrays, 48 points. They just beat the Iceman. On Friday night, 6-3, on Friday night, January the 20th of 2023, the South Carolina Stingrays with 48 overall and total points in the standings in the Southern Division of the East Coast Hockey League. Atlanta Gladiators in third place with 47 total points in the standings. The Jacksonville Icemen with 45 total points in the standings of the Southern Division of the East Coast Hockey League. They're tied with Greenville. Greenville with 45 points. In the Southern Division of the East Coast Hockey League, Orlando comes in sixth place, 39 points in the Southern Division of the East Coast Hockey League. And pulling up the rear, the new guys on the block, the Savannah Ghost Pirates. The Savannah Ghost Pirates are in seventh place in the Southern Division with 29 total points in the standings in the Southern Division of the East Coast Hockey League. We're going to talk more North Florida Entertainment coming up. We'll take a look at some of these concerts. Man, there's a lot of concerts uh, coming to North Florida, coming to Jacksonville, North Florida, St. Augustine, surrounding areas in North Florida and surrounding areas. We'll take a look at some concerts. Beach Boys coming, uh, Journey and Toto. We'll t- take a look at all the, the concerts coming up. Natalie Merchant's going to be in St. Augustine. We'll talk about all these shows coming right up on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We're eloquently produced by Alex Nundry. also by our executive producer, JC. More North Florida entertainment coming up. We'll talk more about the Jaguars, too, as the Teal Shirt Report podcast continues. And again, thank you for listening. Hey, you're tuned in to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. It's game day. It's uh, Saturday, January the 21st of 2023. The game has moved along. It's now in the third quarter. By the way, Kansas City quarterback Patrick Mahomes suffered. It appeared to be an ankle injury late in the first quarter. Had to come out of the game for a while, went back in, came out. Chad Henney played some. But now Patrick Mahomes is back in the game in the third quarter. The Kansas City Chiefs lead the game uh, in the third quarter now. About five minutes to go in the third quarter. The Kansas City Chiefs 17, the Jaguars 10. The game is a battle. Kansas City Chiefs 17, the Jaguars 10. Late in the third quarter, we got more coming up. We'll take a look at North Florida entertainment and more, and we got an interview with um, D.D. McDermott concerning the Pro Football Hall of Fame trip. People leaving from Jacksonville in North Florida, going up to the Hall of Fame up in Kenton, Ohio, and we'll be talking to D.D. McDermott. We'll have more. We'll have more stuff on this all important AFC second round playoff game. In the divisional week of the AFC playoffs and the NFC playoffs, right now Kansas City holding on to that 17-10 to 10 lead late in the third quarter. We got more coming up. Okay, you're tuned in to the Teal Shirt Report Podcast. We're on the road today, and we're talking to the one, the only, D.D. McDermott. And D.D. is going to tell you about the Hall of Fame trip, the Pro Football Hall of Fame trip to Canton, Ohio, which is going to take place in June. D.D. here, and we're going to join D.D. McDermott, um, a guy that's played professional baseball, high-level college baseball. And you can call D.D., and uh, book the trip or ask questions or talk sports with Here, Here's Didi McDermott.
1: Hey, this is Dr. Didi McDermott, and I'm appealing to all of the football fans in Georgia and here in Jacksonville. My company, The Elegant Time Travel and Dark Diamond Entertainment, we are sponsoring a trip going to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. The dates are June 8th to June 12th. I'm appealing to all the people out there to help me fill 200 seats and with that situation any individual or group who can help me fill these seats and get 10 10 people a piece, I will bless them with $2,500 and that is a certainty because I I want to make this a big trip and I want to make it successful but I need your help. Get in touch with me at Dawn D A W N McDermott M-C-D-E-R-M-O-T-T 322-18 at yahoo.com. Dawn D-A-W N McDermott. M-C-D-E-R-M-O-T-T 322-18 at yahoo.com. Please give me the assistance and I will bless you back. Thank you. Okay, and D you want to give the phone number out too? No, no phone number.
0: Okay. No phone number, D. Just the website, okay, or the the email address, right? Okay. Hey, let's talk about the trip now. Uh, I know that uh, it's going to be a nice trip. Uh, you're going to have it's basically four days, three nights. Tell us about the accommodations.
1: For all those who will be coming with us, the trip is six hundred dollars, and what comes in this package is a round trip comfort transportation from Jacksonville to Canton, Ohio, four days and three nights at, at the fabulous Baymont by Wyndham. Canton Hotel, coach transportation and admission to the Hall of Fame Museum, hot breakfasts every day, coach transportation and admission to the Hall of Fame Park, and coach transportation and admission to Tom Benson's Hall of Fame Stadium. Come along with us. Yeah, I, you know, a lot of people are interested because
0: people people have been asking me about it. They need to get into contact with you, though. We got got a bunch of motorcycles driving out here. And Dee Dee and I are kind of out on location. Now, do you hear those motorcycles, Dee Dee? Man, that's a. that's... Wow. <laughs> so we're, we're right in the middle of the motorcycle run. Dee Dee and I are out here on the south side of Jacksonville, headed toward almost toward uh, Jack's Beach. And uh, it looks like the motorcycles are all headed down to the beach. The Jaguars are playing today. What's
1: your opinion about the game? I think the Jaguars will hold their own for three and a half quarters. But I think with them playing in Kansas City, that that crowd and that situation is going to break them. And I say 24-17 Kansas City. Okay, D.D. McDermott says
0: 24-17 Kansas City. It's a, I mean, Arrowhead Stadium. It is a loud stadium. I remember when I was a kid, Kansas City beat Minnesota in the Super Bowl. They built that new Arrowhead Stadium, I, I think, a year after that, I believe
1: one year after that after kansas city did what they did in the super bowl they were the second team to win the super bowl because we know who the first was the new york jets <laughs> that's right uh dd mcdermott
0: he'll tell you he's kind of a joe namath fan
1: yes i am my man joe willie the name from pennsylvania best quarterback ever even better than my man tom brady sometime <laughs> okay
0: dd mcdermott he'll tell you he'll tell you how it is and Hey, he's getting ready for this uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame trip, Canton, Ohio. Now, the interest for the Hall of Fame, I think, is has been building because the Jaguars got Tony Baselli into the Hall of Fame.
1: Yes, all you Jaguar fans who were Baselli when he was with the Jaguars, he just got inducted into the Hall of Fame. I'm looking for you and people just like you to come along with me so you can see the situation at Canton, Ohio. All football fans know about football, but not many have a chance to go to Canton, Ohio and see all the busts and see the wonderful plays and films and everything from the old times. It's a wonderful trip. I hope I can get you to come with me. I have 200 seats and I'm out there asking for people to help. And if you can help, I will bless you with compensation. Monetary motivation is the best motivation in the world.
0: Sure is. So contact D.D. McDermott. He gave you his email address. I know you've gotten his phone number in the past from us, but the email address is the important thing now, right? Let me let me tell you, we're talking to D.D. McDermott. We're back at it again. And, uh, Dee, Dee, we were talking, you and I just kind of off the air for a moment, we're talking about what you'll be able to see at the Hall of Fame. You're going you're gonna to take a
1: tour of the Pro Football Hall of Fame and tell
0: everybody what they're
1: going to see when they go in there. Okay. When you come to the Football Hall of Fame, you will see the bus you, you can sit down in, in the theaters and see films from all the Super Bowls. Each one of the players will have his own little situation where you can see how he made it to, to the Hall of Fame. It is a beautiful situation for a football fan or any sports fan who has never been there. People live their lives talking about football, but I'm trying to bring you to the Football Hall of Fame so you can experience something that when you come back, you can tell your friend, you should have came with me.
0: Yeah, it's like, I mean, it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. A lot of people never go. Some people might go once, and then there's people that have been there numerous times, of course.
1: What about the voters? Are you very familiar with the voters that vote for the Hall of Fame, for the players? Well, the voters who vote for the Hall of Fame 99% of the time are sports writers. Not many players are on, on the board. 90% of the people who vote for the people who, who get inducted in the Hall of Fame are sports writers. I got you.
0: So when you take the trip, and is going to have some some coach buses headed up that way uh, from North Florida, Jacksonville. Academy. We will be taking
1: academy Coach comfort coaches. You can sleep in it, love it, and by the time you wake up, we'll be in Canton. Hey, you could probably sleep on a bus better than you can sleep on a plane. Much better because the, the chairs go back a little bit further than the airplane because you got somebody behind you with big knees. Oh, I got you. I'm talking to D.D. McDermott. Pro Football Hall of Fame trip, we, we we can get it down to the dates, June
0: 8th through June the 12th, right? You know
1: it is June 8th to June 12th. Cook them along with us. We have 200 seats, and we would love to fill them. We would like to make our first entree into this situation in Jacksonville and, and Southern Georgia a huge success.
0: And we're talking about four days and three nights. It's going to be a lot of fun, free breakfast, I think you said, in the morning. Free breakfast every day?
1: Every day. Free breakfast every day, round-trip comfort coach from Jacksonville to Canton, four days, three nights at the fabulous Baymont Hotel in Canton, Ohio, Yeah, coach transportation, and admission into the Hall of Fame Museum. Let me, let me ask you this, Didi. We talked about
0: this earlier when we, you know, a couple of months ago we did interviews, you and I, met uh, the same location. What I was going to ask you is the Tom Benson Stadium, I looked it up, it holds about 23,000 fans. It's an intimate Stadium, intimate atmosphere. is probably like a really large high school stadium, but they play an NFL exhibition preseason game there. It's the very first preseason game. And tell us how close uh, Tom Benson Stadium is to the actual Pro Football Hall of Fame.
1: Well, in Tom Benson Stadium, it's about maybe five blocks from Canton okay. from the Museum. You could walk to it and walk back. When you go into Tom Benson, the Hall of Fame stadium, they're gonna take you on a tour, and they're gonna show you everything—the background, the locker rooms, everything. It's a beautiful place to go. I hope you come with me. So it sounds like you might be spending one of the days uh, at the stadium there. Really? Out of the four days, one one is gonna be at the stadium. One's gonna be at the museum. We'll take you shopping if you want to go, <laughs> and then you could just relax and and enjoy yourself. Now, are they? Do they have like gift shops there if you want to get a
0: like a souvenir?
1: They have fabulous gift shops at the Hall of Fame, at Tom Benson Stadium. Yeah. You will go there and bring things back that will make your friends jealous.
0: <laughs> well, and I was, you know, my executive producer, he's a Buffalo Bills fan. And I know he would love to go. I don't know if he'll make this trip or not, but he would love to go. And there's several other people I know that would love to go. And if they're they're kind of on the fence about going, what would you
1: tell them to make them say, hey, let's go ahead and go? What I would tell you is this this is a once in a lifetime situation. You, you watch football 16 games or more a year. Yeah. You talk about football, you argue about football. This is the time for you to go and see the Pro Football Hall of Fame where all your heroes yeah. are enshrined and you can bring a, a memory back that you can keep forever. Yeah, let me ask you this was, was Jerry Rice a pretty good receiver? Jerry Rice was a damn good receiver. <laughs> Matter of fact, some people say he was the best. Yeah. That might be argued, but he has the rings to talk about it. Yeah, he he does, Jerry Rice, and he's already been
0: enshrined. And now, when we talk about the local teams here in Jackson, but we talk about the Jaguars, Tony Baselli finally got in. It took him, you know, I thought he should have got in a couple of years earlier. He got in in the 2022 class realistically, and I know you're following the Hall of Fame now, D.D., since you've been putting the trip together. What is the realistic expectations? Because I know Fred, from what I've heard, Fred's not going to get in in 2023 is what I've been told. What is the the expectations for a running back like Fred Taylor to get in in the next couple of years or even wide receiver Jimmy Smith? Because those guys have the numbers.
1: Well, on Fred, Fred will be a – shoe in for the next ballot. Now, now, Mr. Smith, that might be a little more iffy than Fred because Fred was a little more clean cut. And he, he stayed to the best more than, than Smith was. Yeah. But Fred's going to get in on the next ballot. I will say this about Jimmy
0: Smith. He played a lot of games for the Jaguars. I mean, a lot of games. And I saw a stat on Jimmy Smith. There was maybe 10 guys that had done this. Jimmy Smith had nine seasons of 1000 yards or, or more nine what is that nine 1000 yard seasons that's pretty good with one team
1: that is amazing with any team especially with a team that was not in contention for a long time he had to go out there and catch a lot of balls and get a lot of hits so 1000 yards nine years in a row in anybody's book should be in the hall of fame but like you say mm-hmm. politics will be in everything Okay, one more time, Didi. Why don't you tell them what they're going
0: to get when the, when they take your trip? They're going to, you know, they're going to be leaving in a bus, a nice coach from from Jacksonville in North Florida, and and there's people out there from the Panhandle, South Georgia. They could come down and take advantage of the trip too.
1: I like I said, I'm appealing to all of Florida and Southern Georgia, all the football fans, high school, college, whatever. The trip is six hundred dollars. It's round-trip comfort coach from Jacksonville to Canton, four days and three nights at the fabulous Baymont Hotel in Canton, coach transportation and admission to the Hall of Fame Museum. Every day you're gonna get a hot breakfast and you're going into the Tom Benson football stadium. And it's gonna give you a tour, something you'll never forget. I tell you what. And Didi, you're going to be running the trip, so they're definitely going to meet you, and uh, you're going to be kind of, you're going, to, you're going to kind of be like the uh, maitre d. Yes, I am. I'll be there, and if you have any problem, you can let me know. And I also have a very good payment schedule for you, okay. so it won't hurt your pocket each time. But we got to do it now because June is coming up very soon. Okay, Didi, give them your contact information, in the phone number, email address, etc. My contact information is my e- email address is. D-A-W N M C D E R M O T T m o t t, three two two one eight at Yahoo.com and my phone number is 904-442-3810. Thank you.
0: Okay, Dede McDermott, thank you for joining us on the Teal Shirt Report Podcast. Been a pleasure having you with us. You know a lot of sports. You played the game of baseball. You've been a you've been a fan. I tell you what. <laughs> That's a car. It's it gets kind of loud out here with Didi and I are doing the interview, but uh, we've had a lot of we've had a it's a pretty good location actually where we're at, but it gets a little loud sometimes. So Didi, uh, again, the buses are going to be traveling from North Florida and Jacksonville and headed up to Canton, Ohio. How long of a bus trip is it?
1: 13 hours. 13 hours. So what we're going to do is we're going to leave at night. So by the time you wake up, we'll be there. Okay, be
0: there in Canton, Ohio if you have any questions. Call D.D. McDermott. Uh, D.D., give him the phone number one more time.
1: Phone number is 904-442-3810. And like I said, I'm appealing to the people in Jacksonville and Georgia to help me. Anybody who can bring me 10 people, I will bless you with compensation. Oh, and He's talking about some pretty sizable change. We're not talking about chump change or anything
0: like that. D.D. McDermott, contact him. Because, you know, the more I think about this, D.D., if you're a football fan, even if you're just a big-time football fan or even just a marginal football fan, anybody would enjoy this trip.
1: Anybody would enjoy it. Anybody who's a football fan, and like like Scott said, big-time, small-time, college, pros, this is a trip for somebody who likes football. This will bless you with a situation that you can keep in your memory banks forever. And you know what I like about it, too, and this is – I don't know how you feel about it, but there's a lot of players
0: that are in the Hall of Fame that sadly have passed on. Walter Payton comes to mind and, and many, many others. Uh, you got uh, Green Bay's old coach that passed away. I know he's in the Hall of Fame, uh, Vince Lombardi. And you're going to – these guys, Dwight Clark. Dwight Clark, that's right. He made the catch, right? And I'm going to tell you, these guys, all their lives and their football careers have been captured, I mean, basically at the Pro Football Hall of Fame in
1: Canton, Ohio. Now, not just the football fans, all of the ex-football players, high school, college, semi-pro, pro, pro, I'm sure that you would like to see the situation too because you've been told about it. Now you have an opportunity to go. Now – one last thing I want to
0: talk to you about. And I know that when people call you or they email you, I know they like to talk sports. They want to know about, um, they want to know about the trip, the cost, any concerns that they may have. And you can answer all those questions, obviously. Um, As far as these players that have, have passed on, I mean, and there's been quite a few of them, but it's history. We're talking about sports and football history with stats and films and um and, and also I was gonna say something something else to the fact that I'm sure and I may be wrong because I've never been up there before either. But I am sure there are some some pro football players that come in and out of that place and you may get to meet some guys, right?
1: When we get to the when we get to Kent, there are football pros who come back and forth all the time. And you may walk into one of the people that you've been idolizing your entire life, and you can take a picture and you know. That's something you'll hold on for the rest of your life. Like it's just like going to Hollywood. You may run into a star no matter where you go. And you know you might
0: want to have you might wanna have a mini helmet or or a football for people to sign.
1: That's right. All the things that you football fans, like I said, not just fans, anybody who loves football, ex-football players, this is a trip for you. I came down here from New York to bring this to the South and the crazy football people yeah, down here, because true. I knew they, a lot of them just have never gone. Now I'm giving you an opportunity.
0: That's right. DeeDee Dee McDermott. Thank you for joining us on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. I know you listen to our podcast too, and we appreciate it. Thank you very much, Mr. Scott. See you soon. Okay. Thank you so much, DeeDee Dee McDermott. You've been listening to our special interview with DeeDee Dee McDermott with the elegant time travel. Uh, I, it, it, You know, and it's always been a tongue twister to me elegant time travel and dark diamond entertainment. That's right. And the phone number again, D.D.
1: 904-442-3810 email address. D a W N M C D E R M O T T three two two one eight at Yahoo.com. And let me tell everybody
0: that's listing. And we got a lot of listeners in Florida, Georgia, Alabama, Texas, uh, Ohio, we've got listeners in Ohio, uh, New York, uh, state of Washington, Texas, New York. Uh, good friend of ours, comedian Miller Mark listens up in the New York area, and he's a busy guy up in New York. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you that, hey, this is an opportunity for you to go somewhere maybe you've never been. And again, like, like you stated, it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity.
1: A lot of times people who love sports have never gone to the enshrinement of the sport that they love the most. Here's the football crazy South, Mm -hmm. Southern Georgia, Alabama, Florida. Come and go with me to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, June 8th to June 12th. You'll not regret it. Okay, we look forward to it again. Dee Dee McDermott, thank you for
0: joining us on the – joining us on the Teal Shirt Report podcast. And, hey, you'll be hearing this interview on our podcast. And contact Didi for your chance to go to the Hall of Fame. You can also write to me scott at bigjreport.com if you write to me and say you want to go i'll make sure that uh, we get the info over to Didi. we're going to work together on this to make it a great trip to the pro football hall of fame up in kent ohio june the 8th through june the 12th four days three nights i believe That's
1: what it is. okay Didi, thank you for joining us thank you, Mr. scott I appreciate it see you soon yes yeah, sir thank you for
0: listening to our podcast episode of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. We want to thank Didi McDermott for doing the interview with us. Go Jags! Go Jags! Right, Didi. Now, Didi picked Kansas City to win, but there's a lot of people picking Kansas City to
1: win this this particular game because it's an easy prediction. And so, because they beat them before, but I say the Jaguars going to give them everything they need. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, and we're gonna we're gonna be
0: watching the game here in just a few minutes. When you are hearing Dee Dee's interview, you know you may have already had found out who the, how the game came out. But uh, you know the Jags have had a
1: great season. They made it to yeah. the final eight. Of the, you never expected that, did you? The Jags have won their last seven out of eight games. I don't think anybody was looking for that,
0: and a, and a six-game winning streak to boot. And uh, you know they—you've never—you haven't heard of too many teams that start out two and six and then make the playoffs.
1: You can name them on your one hand and take three pennies away. Okay, Didi, thank you again for joining us on
0: the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed the uh, the interview we did with Dee. Dee. And uh, we've got more podcast episodes coming up. Good luck to the Jags. What a great season the Jaguars have had. And we'll continue with the Teal Shirt Report podcast coming up. Thank you for tuning in and listening in. Okay, so we're going to take a look at some North Florida entertainment. How about the Jacksonville Icemen at the arena? They got beat by the South Carolina Stingrays. Tough loss. Uh, you know, I know the Icemen were looking forward to this game. They felt a little bit short in this one. They lost to the Stingrays on uh, January the 20th. Final score was the Stingrays Let's pull up that score. The uh, Stingrays defeated the uh, Jacksonville Iceman. It was the South Carolina Stingrays 6, the Jacksonville Iceman 3 on January the 20th. That would have been Friday night, January the 20th. Uh, Some other games in the East Coast Hockey League, January the 20th. The Florida Everblades uh, beat the Savannah Ghost Pirates. Florida Everblades 9, Savannah Ghost Pirates. Uh, four. That game also on Friday night, January the 20th. So that's some of the scores from the East Coast Hockey League. Um, South Carolina keeps winning. South Carolina beat the Atlanta Gladiators 4-2 uh, to two, uh, tonight on January the 21st. South Carolina Stingrays playing pretty good hockey in the East Coast Hockey League Southern Division. The South Carolina Stingrays 4, the Atlanta Gladiators 2 on Saturday night. Uh, January the 21st. It's some of the latest hockey, the Icemen, uh, still sitting in fourth place right now. They're actually tied with Greenville for fourth place, the Jacksonville Iceman, 22 wins, 13 losses, and one overtime loss. Just to kind of touch on East Coast Hockey League action on our podcast, episode show number nine of the Teal Shirt Report podcast, season number four. Let's take a look at some some more North Florida entertainment. Certainly the Jacksonville Icemen are part of North Florida entertainment because let me tell you the Jacksonville Icemen are probably one of the best family entertainment values in entertainment sports what have you. I mean great prices on the entertainment and pretty good hockey too. They've had another they're having another very good season. The Jacksonville, Jacksonville Iceman, North Florida's hockey team, they're 22 wins, 13 losses, and one overtime loss. Let's take a look at some concerts coming up. Some new shows are moving on to the horizon. Um, Let's see what we got here. The uh, Group America, their show was actually Friday night, January the 20th. Hopefully, we'll get some reviews on this show at the Florida Theater the classic music group America. They did perform live at the Florida theater in downtown Jacksonville back on January the 20th would have been last night. Um, If we get some reviews on that show, we'll pass this along in future podcasts. Also local North Florida band, Psychic Deli uh, was at the Boossoir tonight on uh, January the 21st in Atlantic Beach, Florida playing the Boossoir on January the 21st. Uh, Air Supply will be in Jacksonville. That's the soft rock. What can I say about them? They're, they're famous for their ballads and their soft rock. Big hits, too. 1970s, 1980s. They're still out there touring and giving concerts to those big songs they had way back when. Air Supply on Friday night, uh, January the 27th. Air Supply on Friday night, January the 27th of 2023. At 8 o'clock p.m. at the Florida Theater in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, Deep Purple. Deep Purple. Mad Max from the Mad Max Mix.weebly.com. He'll know these guys. Uh, Deep Purple from Smoke on the Water Fame. Deep Purple on Sunday night, uh, February the 19th of 2023 at 7.30 p.m. at the Florida Theater uh, here in Jacksonville, Florida. Came across this one now, the Beach Boys. In St. Augustine, Florida, on Saturday night, February the 25th of 2023, at 7.30 p.m. at the St. Augustine, Florida Amphitheater. Also, Journey and Toto. We've been talking about this one, Toto and Journey, coming to Jacksonville, Florida soon in just a few weeks from now, on Sunday night, February the 26th of 2023, at 7.30 p.m. at the Vice Star Veterans Memorial Arena. Uh, here in Jacksonville, Florida, your chance to see them here in North Florida. Here's another big one, the Eagles and the Hotel California Tour will come to Jacksonville, Florida on Saturday night, March the 25th of 2023 at 8 o'clock p.m. at the Vistar Veterans Memorial Arena in downtown Jacksonville, Florida. Here's a good one, uh, Natalie Merchant on Friday night, April the 28th of 2023 in St. Augustine, Florida at the St. Augustine Amphitheater. Expect a really good show in this one. I had gotten the word that a couple of other groups are coming. Uh, Joan Jett will be playing in uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Let me see if I can pull up the uh, date and time of this one. Joan Jet coming. Okay, we are going to tell you about Joan Jet. You know, my executive producer, JC, I was telling him earlier today, I said, you know, we got some new shows coming to Jacksonville and North Florida and surrounding areas. Man, he wanted to know who. He got curious quick. So here we go, JC. Here's the update because you and I had talked about this, and I don't think I mentioned the groups, but we're going to mention them now. Joan Jet. Will be in Jacksonville, Joan Jett and the Black Arts, Joan Jett on Friday, March the 3rd of 2023 at 8 o'clock PM at the Florida Theater in Jacksonville, Florida. Again, that's Joan Jett. Joan Jett. And I am assuming that is still Joan Jett in the Black Arts, right? Um Joan Jett will be at the uh, Florida Theater. The show is listed as Joan Jett at the Florida Theater in Jacksonville, Florida on Friday night, March the 3rd of 2023 at 8 o'clock p.m. Also, the other one, the other new one I found out about is Kenny Loggins. Kenny Loggins. Man, Kenny Loggins had the Footloose song. Man, he said he had some big songs that were... Big in movies. Your chance to see Kenny Loggins live at the Florida Theater. Kenny Loggins at the Florida Theater in downtown Jacksonville on Sunday, March the 12th of 2023 at 7 o'clock p.m. at the Florida Theater in downtown Jacksonville. Again, that's uh, Kenny Loggins. Kenny Loggins had another song called Keep the Home Fires Burning, I believe it was. Man, he's done some. Big songs over the years. Um, so you know, I Kenny Loggins had a period of time in the '80s, uh, particularly in the '80s and other years too, where he put out some pretty big, pretty big, music, pretty good, pretty good songs. He's still touring; been around a long time. Um, Kenny Loggins, by the way. You know, Kenny Kenny Loggins put out, again, he put out a lot of of big songs. Kenny Loggins, some of his top songs. I was going to pull up some of Kenny's, um, you know, top songs, um, you know, that he has put out. Um, Let me see. Kenny Loggins had songs in movies. Man, popular guy. Let's take a look at... uh, Kind of having a little trouble pulling it up here. Most of you know Kenny Loggins. Guys made some money on soundtracks and movies and things like that. Kenny Loggins uh, will be at the Florida Theater uh, here in downtown Jacksonville, Florida. Kenny Loggins on Sunday, March the 12th. Sunday, March the 12th of 2023 at 7 o'clock p.m. And we're gonna pull up, let's pull up some of uh pull up some of the songs. Kenny Loggins um uh, has put out a lot of big songs over the years. Uh biggest songs by by Kenny Loggins, of course. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about Kenny Loggins for a minute. Um Let's see, Kenny Loggins, man. He, uh, I keep trying to pull up the info. Here we go. Kenny Loggins, uh, Danger Zone. That's from the Top Gun movie, right? Don't Fight It. Uh, Conviction of the Heart in 1991. Live and Kicking, 2003. Um,. Always liked the guy's music. did footloose, right? Um, so we will um, let me put a list together, Kenny Loggins songs and we'll mention some of those uh, here on the teal shirt report podcast. okay let me let me check on that. We'll be right back. Okay, I think I came I think I came up with a list here. Of uh, some of Kenny Loggins' uh, top songs, <laughs> and uh, hey, we'll uh, we'll attempt to pull those up now. Kenny Loggins' uh, some of the best songs Kenny Loggins put out of all time include "What a Fool Believes." Um, what a fool believes. That was a collaboration with the Doobie Brothers, I believe. Michael McDonald started writing this song, however, it wasn't. Until he teamed up with Kenny Loggins, he could finish the piece. So, that was, Kenny Loggins was involved with the song What a Fool Believes. Also, I'm Free. Let me see here. And he had some big tunes, What a Fool Believes, uh, I'm Free, The Great Adventure. Some songs I'm not as familiar with. This Is It was a big one. This Is It. I can hear the song in my head. This is it by Kenny Loggins, Celebrate Me Home um, for the first time. And you're going to know some of these. I mean, uh, the song for the first time, I guess uh, that was a soundtrack, uh, a George Clooney movie. Okay. And let's see. I'm going to pull up some more songs for the first time. Uh, I'm all right. I'm all right. Yeah, I'm all right. Put loose from that big movie. It was called Put Loose, right? Put loose official song done by Kenny Loggins. Uh, some of his other big songs included House at Pooh Corner and Danger Zone from Top Gun, right? Danger Zone was apparently his biggest song of all time. One of the most popular movies in the 80s was Top Gun. And Kenny Loggins had that song. That was his song, Danger Zone. So that's some of the biggest songs put out by Kenny Loggins. It was kind of, it took me a second to pull that list up. Big songs by Kenny Loggins. Kenny Loggins will be at the Florida Theater. Kenny Loggins at the Florida Theater on uh, Sunday night, March the 12th of 2023 at 7 o'clock p.m. in downtown Jacksonville at the historic and iconic Florida Theater. That is a complete look at North Florida Entertainment here on the Teal Shirt Report Podcast. Thank you for listening. Hey, I'm going to tell you this one was tough to lose, man. Teal Shirt Report Podcast. I'm Scott, your humble servant and host since uh, mid-January of 2020. It's now 2023. We are in the midst of episode show number nine. Number nine, as the Beatles would say, number nine. Um, And there's no subliminal messages or anything like that. This was a good football game. Uh, Mahomes got kind of banged up late in the first quarter. It looked like Arden garden key fell on his ankle or knee area. I think you heard his ankle. He came back and played pretty well. I don't think it was 100% Mahomes, but he still played well. We're going to take a look at the stats. Uh, former Jaguars backup quarterback Chad Henney played, I believe, a couple of series for the Chiefs. To, and that's what the backup does. He comes out and plays as good as he can and, you know, keeps you from losing a game. And I think that's what Chad Henney did. And he hasn't, play, hasn't played much football in the last, I guess, couple of years. He's been the Chiefs backup for what, the last three years or so? He used to be Brother Blake Bortles' backup when uh, Chad Henney and and uh, Brother Blake Bortles were the quarterbacks in Jacksonville. So going down memory lane, Chad Henney played just good enough to keep the Chiefs from losing, right, to keep the Chiefs from losing. Apple turnovers in the game, the Jags' defense really didn't get them. They could have A, a couple of Apple turnovers could have been the difference in this game. The Chiefs made a couple of big plays. I, I know there was a, a quick catch, you know, made by the Jags' um, kickoff or punt returner, Jamal Agnew, who was in there playing a little slot receiver, wide receiver. Uh, caught a pass, then fumbled it, couldn't hold on to it, tried to make something happen. Um, then there was a play later in the same quarter. The Jags came back down the field, had a chance to score again. Uh, an interception by Trevor. And so basically, a couple of plays in the fourth quarter that went the Chiefs' way. And the Jags did not, just did not come up with the apple turnovers. They lose this one. It was the Kansas City Chiefs 27, the Jaguars 20. With less than a minute to go, the Jaguars did get in field goal range, kicked the field goal, attempted an onside kick. They were doing the best that they could to get the game to a one-score game. And if they could have recovered the onside kick, maybe make a play or two. That's about it. Taking a look at the stats... Jaguars losing, Kansas City Chiefs 27, the Jaguars 20. This was a pretty close game, you know, most of the night. I mean, the Chiefs started the scoring. They led 7-0. The Jags came right back and tied them up. Chiefs hit a field goal, went up 20. I'm sorry, went up 10-7. to seven. Um, Let's see. The Chiefs, uh, you know, the Chiefs scored again in the second quarter. The game at halftime was the Chiefs leading a pretty good game, 17 to 10. The Chiefs led at halftime. Chiefs kicked a big 50-yard field goal in the third quarter. And that's when the game I think the Chiefs started taking control of the game when they kicked that field goal in the third quarter. But hey, these are the Jaguars. They're they're never going to give up and they're never going to believe they're going to lose. Especially what they went through in the games with Tennessee, uh, the victory over the Chargers the week before. They never believe. They never believe they're through. One thing I like, and I'm going to state this, and you know I enjoy doing the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Love being your host of this uh, show and humble servant, if you will. My name is Scott. One thing I like about the team. When they come out, Trevor Lawrence looks good at quarterback. He'll make a mistake now and then, but they're coming out to make something happen. Now, sometimes it blows up in their face. I almost knocked something down here at World Headquarters because they get a little animated when I'm talking about the Jaguars. But what what happens is sometimes it'll blow up in their face. But what I like about the Jaguars, when they come out on offense, they're coming out to make something happen. The Jacksonville Jaguars have arrived. They finished final eight in the NFL, winning a playoff game over the Chargers. However, losing this one 27-20 to the Chiefs. The season comes to an end for the Jaguars. They finished the 2022 regular season and the playoffs here in January or January 2023. Uh, one win, one loss in the playoffs. They finished 10-9 and overall. They were playing a team that was, my gosh, the Chiefs were 14 and 3. The Chiefs are now 15 and 3. That was a good team they're playing. There are some good teams in the AFC, and the Jaguars were right in there toe to toe with the Chiefs, and they end up losing 27 to 20. Game very similar to the first meeting. I think the ultimate goal for the Jaguars is going to be hey, let's be a good team from the start of the season next year and i think that's i think that's what's going to happen let's see what the offseason brings the um the next draft where the jags will not draft as early and maybe that's a good thing maybe that means hey we can draft an offensive lineman or a defensive lineman drafting somewhere in the 20s and that that's okay you draft well you improve your team um The Jags did a good job. I got to give uh, general manager Trent Baalke credit. They did a good job with their free agents, probably one of the best free agent classes overall, collectively. When you take a look at the wide receivers, Zay Jones, the tight end Evan Ingram. I mean, Christian Kirk had a monster year, and he took a monster hit in this game. It looked like a helmet to helmet. There was no call. There was some home cooking on the officiating. It wasn't wasn't as bad as some games I've seen. I think I heard a stat where the Jags said, was it just five penalties and the Chiefs three? I'll take a look at the count on that. Let's take a look at the stats. Jaguars lose it. Kansas City Chiefs 27. The Jacksonville Jaguars 20, the final score. Um, sometimes we get some preliminary stats and then we have to correct them later. But, you know, I think we're looking at what's basically the stats now. Let's take a look. Trevor Lawrence, 24, 39, um, 217 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, Mahomes got the best of him, but not by yardage and Chad Henney came in and played as well. Uh, Mahomes still missing a couple of series in the game, still through 30 passes, 22 of 30, 195 yards. Key stat for Patrick Mahomes, two touchdown passes, no interceptions. Trevor, one touchdown pass, one interception. Uh, Rushing yardage, this was a this was a key stat here. I wish Trevor, or I'm sorry, I wish Travis Etienne had gotten more carries. I would like to have seen him get over 100 yards. Let me tell you, Travis Etienne had 10 carries for 62 yards. That's 6.2 yards per carry, plus he had a touchdown. Uh, Pacheco, the running back, uh, the running back with Kansas City, did not quite make it to 100, but he was close 12 carries, 95 yards. He had some big time carries for the Chiefs. He had 95 yards. Let's see, Travis Etienne had 62 yards. I really thought the recipe would be if uh, Etienne got over 100 yards, the Jags got a couple of apple turnovers. If the Jags defense had gotten two or three apple turnovers and Etienne gets 100 yards, they win this game. And I think they would have. Um, the Chiefs defense got the apple turnovers. Um, I believe both apple turnovers were in the fourth quarter. Uh, Zay Jones, man, that guy plays hard. I think he had something to prove this year and, you know, I hope he comes back to the Jags and has another good season. Christian Kirk had a good year. Zay Jones, five receptions, 83 yards in the game. The guy that really kills, killed the Jaguars, but does it everybody in the NFL, the, uh, tight end for Kansas city, Travis, um, uh, Kelsey with, uh, 14 receptions. 98 yards and two touchdowns. That's a big difference in the game. Kansas City wins the game 27 to 20. Uh, Jacksonville won the AFC South with a nine and eight regular season record. They finished 10 and nine after going one and one in the playoffs. The Jaguars, we can proudly say the Jacksonville Jaguars, your AFC South division champions, and they did themselves proud in the playoffs, winning a playoff game over the Chargers and giving the Kansas City Chiefs really all they wanted. Um, The kicker for Kansas City had a couple of long field goals in this game. Uh, Riley Patterson got a a nice kind of long, what was it, a 48-yard field goal, was the last bit of scoring for the Jaguars. Then they kicked the onside kick, and they couldn't recover it, and the Chiefs ran out the clock. Kansas City wins the game. Kansas City Chiefs 27. The Jacksonville Jaguars 20. The Jaguars make it to the final eight of the NFL playoffs. Um, taking a look. Let's take a look at uh, more stats. If I can find it, uh, Olacon had 14 tackles, four solo tackles. He was a leading tackler for the Jags. Um we take a look at interceptions. Uh, Jalen Watson got an interception for the Chiefs. It was a big one. Um, Jags, um, wide receiver, slash, kick return, punt returner, Shamal Agnew, you know, fumbled the ball. So you had a couple of key turnovers there. You take a look at um, – Let's see. The Jags got no interceptions. The Chiefs got the one interception by Jalen Watson, and then the Chiefs' defense was a recipient of Jamal Agnew fumbling the ball. But keep in mind, early in the game, Jamal Agnew had a long kickoff return. What was it like sixty yards? About that um, got the Jags way down the field to set up the uh, first touchdown. And it was a pretty good. I mean, this was a, this was you know this was a good football game. I mean, it really was. Um, you take a look at, you know, what happened in this, you know, football game, um, hobbling along on an injured ankle, Patrick Mahomes threw for 195 yards and two touchdowns Saturday, uh, leading the chiefs to a 27 20 victory over the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is how the associated press saw it and a spot in their fifth straight AFC title game. That's kind of the recap on the game, Um, you know, taking a look at, you know, how the the Chiefs did. Um, The Jaguars, you know, got their their touchdown five plays, 39 yards. They had a nice, they were the recipient of a nice, uh, you know, kickoff return by none other than. Jamal Agnew, who would later fumble the ball after trying to make something happen. He's catching the ball. He's trying to make a move to score and fumble the football. So that was a tough break for Agnew and the uh, Jaguars. Game ends, Kansas City 27, the Jacksonville Jaguars 20. It's hard to know really what to say other than the two Apple turnovers that the Kansas City defense got. That sealed the deal. It really did. Um... Give Patrick Mahomes credit. He was not 100%. He injured his ankle. I don't know how seriously it is. I don't think it's that serious, but it hampered him. It hampered him early, and then maybe he got a little better as time went on. Maybe it loosened up a little bit. That's kind of what we got. Um, you know, you take a look at, um, you know, what happened with this team. There's going to be a lot of time to, you know, re-examine and scrutinize and you know, and kind of analyze what happened during the 2022 season where the Jaguars made the playoffs. They won the AFC South division, and they made it to the final eight of the NFL in the NFL playoffs. Um, saw Gavin Lloyd out there making eight tackles, three solo tackles. Rayshon Jenkins all around the ball, seven, you know, seven total tackles, five solo tackles. We saw Roy Robertson-Harris, in my mind, play really much better and inspired football the last few games of the season. Roy Robertson-Harris and Harris in this one, seven total tackles, two solo tackles. Andre Cisco plays hard, four tackles. Three were solo tackles. Trayvon Walker, three tackles. Two were solo tackles. Uh, let's see, Walker... Trayvon Walker got a tackle for a loss Had one quarterback hit. Didn't see any sacks. I don't think the Jacks get any sacks. No sacks. Uh, the chiefs defense uh, got to Trevor Lawrence twice. The chiefs, the chiefs defense, the Kansas city chiefs defense with two sacks on Trevor Lawrence. the, Jaguars front no sacks on the Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes. That's a that's a that's a key. But what was even bigger were the two Apple turnovers that the Kansas City Chiefs defense ended up with toward the end of the game in the fourth quarter. That's about as far as I can analyze it at this point. The Jags lost. I mean Kansas City Chiefs twenty-seven. The Jacksonville Jaguars twenty. You have to congratulate Andy Reid. Man, he's, he's, he went to numerous NFC title games with the Philadelphia Eagles when he coached the Eagles, when he went to Kansas City. You know, he's been to what now? Is that the fifth straight AFC championship game he's going to? Uh, he's won a Super Bowl with the Kansas City Chiefs as well. He's a good coach. Uh, He was hired by the Kansas City Chiefs the same. This is a parallel here. The Kansas City Chiefs hired Andy Reid the same time the Jacksonville Jaguars hired Gus Bradley. And you see the Jaguars had Gus Bradley. You know, then they had, uh, they fired Bradley and upped Marone to... um, Temporary and uh, then permanent coach. Marone was the head coach for, what, about three seasons, I believe. Um, Then they brought in Urban Meyer and now Doug Peterson. So the Jaguars essentially have had four head coaches in the entire time the Kansas City Chiefs have had one head coach in Andy Reid. And I think that's that's a key when you think about it. A lot of stability. Kansas City keeps winning. I know Andy Reid and the Chiefs traded up to get Patrick Mahomes. I do feel the Jaguars have a franchise quarterback now. And I think that's going to keep the Jaguars it, – realistically, it's going to keep the Jaguars in contention now. Most every year that Trevor Lawrence is is healthy, playing well – I mean, I think the Jaguars fans have a lot to look forward to. We're going to wrap it up. This is episode show number nine. Um, Season number four, we'll have episode 10 coming up, you know, in a few minutes or a few hours after this one. Once it sinks in, we'll have more to say. It was a difficult loss. I mean, I'll tell you right now, I've been with this franchise since the very beginning in 1993 when the franchise was born, man, it's tough to lose. It really is. Thank you for listening. I want to thank our, our producers, Alex Nunry, the uh, Teal Shirt Report podcast elo- eloquently produced by Alex Nunry and our executive producer, JC. We'll have uh, episode show number 10 of season number four coming up in the next few minutes, the next few hours, once we let this tough loss sink in and the entire season sink in as well. You've been listening to the Tail Shirt Report podcast uh, brought to you by Elegant Time Travel and Dark Diamond Entertainment, Saucerility and Capital, Hits.com, great internet radio where it's all good. And the Mad Max Mix, the internet radio Wednesday night music request show. The Mad Max Mix on Wednesday nights, 6 to late Central Time, 7 to 9 Eastern Time at madmaxmix.weebly.com. You can find the links uh, to the Mad Max Mix on Wednesday nights by going to bigjreport.com. That is bigjreport.com. And you'll find links for Mad Max's show, madmaxmix.weebly.com or hits.com, great internet radio where it's all good. You'll find um, on the homepage, scroll the homepage right under, somewhere under Billy Napier's photo, the new Florida Gator coach. Uh, you'll find Dee Dee McDermott's phone number to be able to go to the Pro Football Hall of Fame trip. Uh, it's going to be June 8th through June the 12th of 2023 coming up and you'll be hearing the interview we did with DD McDermott today in fact over the next um, uh, few episodes as well so thank you for tuning in again we want to thank elegant time travel Dark Diamond Entertainment lake Hits.com, great internet radio Saucerility and Capital for your real estate needs in North Florida and the Mad Max mix Weebly.com. Thank you for listening. Again, thank you to our producers, Alex Nunry. Also, our executive producer, JC, John Gaylor. Thank you for all the help. Uh, I want to say especially hello to Lehman Lehm- Northway. He lives way up north. Lehman lives up in... You know We always get Idaho and Iowa kind of mixed up. But Lehman... I've known Lehman north- Northway um, ever since... We started big J report.com. He's a guy that when he was a kid, I think he got a Jaguars jacket or a young adult. He got a Jaguars jacket. He's been a Jaguars fan ever since. And he is, he is also, um, Lehman Northway has been a Jaguars fan for a long time. Good guy. Uh, been a friend of mine on Facebook really ever since we started big J He's, uh, been a guy that's um, uh, been a supporter and certainly, uh, you know, he, he's always had a kind word for what we're trying to do at BigJReport.com. Um, Lehman Lehman Northwood lives in Iowa. You know, I get Idaho and Iowa mixed up, but Lehman lives way up north in the cold weather. Uh, he's married to Eve Northway. Good guy. Jaguars fan, been a Jaguars fan for a long, long time, Lehman North Northway. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Want to say hello to Jerry Brown. Understand, Jerry, been under the weather a little bit. Jerry, get the feeling better, man. Man, take some of that Nyquil before you go to sleep. Get you an extra hour of sleep in the morning. Jerry Brown's been under the weather with Jaguars. Let's go. Want to say hello to um, you know everybody, everybody out there, Robert Irwin. With Jaguars, let's go. want to say hello to Ellis Smith, uh, Chris Bowman, Mike Riggins. Um, of course, David David Martin lives in the panhandle. Enrique Crumbs does too. They play semi-pro football, indoor arena football. Mike Riggins, our Duval brother, hello to you, Chris Bowman. want to say hello to, uh, uh, let's see, Chris Bowman and then Greg Bowen. Okay, that's a tongue twister there. Um, let's see. Also, Ellis Smith play. He's played football in the National Arena League for the Orlando Predators. Played for the Southern Steam. One of the good guys and one of our our, our friends and listeners, Ellis Smith. Ray Jenny. is in our BigJReport.com Facebook group. Ray Jenny, thank you for listening in. Robert Irwin. He's in our BigJReport.com Facebook group. He also helps Jerry Brown with uh, Jaguars. Let's go. Want to say hello to William uh curtis kears with duval daily uh jared uh, our executive producer jc's brother Jarrett. Jarrett's a big giants fan good luck to the giants the new york giants or tom coughlin former jaguars coach used to coach the giants as well and a special hello to jared's son uh zach and jc's nephew zach he's also a giants fan mike pate one of our old high school classmates hello Kenneth Harris from the Dirty Dirty in South Georgia's Big Jaguars fan. He crosses the state line into Duval, goes to most of the games, I understand. John Gaylor, hello to you. John gives us a lot of good information. David uh, Monk-Rickley, thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of our BigJReport.com Facebook group. Mary Lou Halub, thank you for listening and, and being a part of what we're trying to do with BigJReport.com. Miller Mark, our comedian friend up in New York. And uh, Bobby eyed special hello to Bobby I'd. Uh, Doc, I want to say hello to Doc. Doc is kind of a new friend of mine on Facebook, and he listens to the podcast. He's part of our Big BigJReport.com Facebook group. Uh, that's Doc Mac A. Batee. I think I said his name right for once. Doc Mac A. Batee. Thank you for listening in. Uh, to our podcast as well. John Medeiros, hello to you. And everybody, Big George Bowen, hello to you. Chris Parker uh, with the, uh, the group, the North Florida local band, Psychic Deli. Hello to Chris Parker, TJ Overman, and the entire local North Florida band, Psychic Deli. Thank all of you guys for listening. Again, a special thank you to our producers, Alex Nunry, and our executive producer, JC. And until next time, we'll have new content coming in a few minutes or a few hours or the, or tomorrow, the next time you tune in to the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Again, this has been episode show number nine of season number four, tough loss for the Jaguars in the playoffs. The Kansas City Chiefs 27, the Jacksonville Jaguars 20. On Saturday night, January or January the twenty-first of twenty twenty-three. Tough loss for the Jaguars, but they do make it to the NFL's final eight teams. I have to I have to leave by saying, I feel like the Jacksonville Jaguars have arrived again on the scene. They've got a franchise quarterback, got some playmakers around uh, uh, quarterback. Um, of course, quarterback, uh, Trevor Lawrence, I'm looking forward to next year and we'll be keeping you up to date with everything going on pre-agency, the draft. Um, uh, once, once we, once this loss sinks in and the season, the entire season, including that AFC South title sinks in, we will be telling you, giving you more of our thoughts right here on the Teal shirt report podcast, Alex Nunnery. Thank you for helping to produce the podcast and JC's our executive. uh, He's our executive producer of the Teal Shirt Report podcast. Thank you guys for listening in. I'm Scott. And until next time, hey, I'm out. Go Jags. Do ball. That's what it's all about. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you